This is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 59, Thought Ladders. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Welcome back to Building Resilience Podcast. Happy to have you here with me. Today, we are going to be talking all about our thoughts. So back in episode four, we started talking about thoughts. That's when we first introduced all this stuff and the difference between thoughts and facts. And we also talked about why it's important to know what we're thinking. And partially that's important because we have thousands of thoughts a day and most of them are unconscious. And things happen to us in life that we can't control, but we get to choose how we react to these things. And this starts with how we choose to think. Actually, our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings fuel our actions and what we do and don't do determine the results in our life. And that is what I just described as one of my main coaching tools that I use called the model. And you can learn all about it in episode eight. So it all really does start with our thoughts. And that's why today we're going to take a deeper dive into thoughts. We're going to do a little bit of a review and I'm going to introduce you a new concept. So basically thoughts are just sentences in your brain. So as a speech path, I love language and I focus a lot on the language that comes out of your mouth. And that's basically your speaking verbal discussion. Now, the language that you put on paper is your writing. And then there's a language that you use in your brain, which are your thoughts. Now, I think most people understand that we choose what we say out loud, what we speak. Now, sometimes we may regret what we say out loud, but we're choosing what we speak. We choose what we put on paper, what we write. But do you also really believe that we choose what goes on in our brain, that we choose our thoughts? Well, yes, we can choose our thoughts because our thoughts are 100% optional. We get to decide what we want to think. Now, in fairness, like I said before, we think thousands of thoughts a day, and the majority of these thoughts are subconscious. So while it's true that our thoughts are optional when we're conscious of them, we may be having thoughts that are subconscious and those end up driving us. And that's why it's important that we do a bit of digging and gain some awareness as to what we think. We want to get familiar. We want to get familiar with potentially what's going on in our subconscious. And while subconscious thoughts may just seem to appear, we do get to decide what we do with them when they do appear. So I kind of like thinking of it like a thought arrives at my door knocking. I may not get to decide who knocks at my door, but I do decide if I open the door, if I let them in, if I ask them to leave, if I say, come up and set shop, I get to decide what I do with those thoughts. Now, other times we don't believe that our thoughts are optional or that we can ask them to leave because they just feel like they're so permanent or that they're the truth, but they really are just sentences in our brain. Now, some may feel true, but that's only because we've thought them over and over and over again. And the more we think a thought, the more use that pathway becomes and we start to feel like it's truth. 
Another analogy I like to use to think of thoughts is like walking up to a buffet. You've got all the food spread out in front of you. And at a buffet, you get to choose what you put on your plate. You get to choose exactly what you want. Now, you may choose something, taste it, and decide it's not for you. You may choose something else and love it and want more. So you can pick and choose and try it as many things as you want to. Nobody forces you to choose it or keep it or like it even. So thoughts are kind of like the buffet for your brain. We get to choose what we want to try, what we want to keep eating, and what we want to avoid. Now, another analogy, I'm totally full of of analogies today, but thoughts are like clothes that you try on in a shop. So you can go into a store and pull off the rack, tons of things to try on. And some things you'll put on and right away, you'll just take them off. I don't know if you've had that experience where like, it's only partially on me and I'll be like, oh my gosh, no, take this off. This is not work. It's not a good fit. You just know it's not for you. And other things you put on and you're like, oh my gosh, this was just made for me. And then other things you put on and you're like, well, I could tweak it here. If I adjust it here, it's got the potential. We do that with our thoughts too. Not all thoughts are going to look good on you. Some clothes look good on a mannequin. Some clothes look good on your friends, but they don't all look good on you. Same thing with your thoughts, but we can try on our thoughts. Not all thoughts are going to feel good. And just because they look good on one person doesn't mean that they're going to look good on you. So we can try things on. We can also slightly alter them to get them to fit us exactly. So there's so many different fits that we can have with our thoughts. Now, you may still be stuck on the idea that many thoughts are not optional, but I want to offer to you some ways of thinking how you can kind of prove to your brain that they are optional. Let's look at the different thoughts that we can have about the same circumstances in our life. So look at how many people can have different thoughts about the same thing. I don't want to get all political here, but vaccination is the perfect example right now. So many people have different thoughts about vaccinations. Back and forth, they can go. But I'll go to a less political example. For example, if I go into a grocery store and my bill comes out to $100, my thought might be, awesome, so cheap this week. Or it could be, oh, I can't believe I'm spending another $100 on food again. But if I send my teenager to the grocery store and he sees he has to pay $100, he might think, holy cow, that's expensive. So the same fact, the $100, but different thoughts. So different people can have different thoughts. Or I could have multiple thoughts personally. So for example, if I have a client who cancels on me in the last minute, I could think, oh, I'm so annoyed. This is such a waste of my time. Or I could think, awesome, now I have some time to finish up a report I was working on. Or I could reach out to a friend and not hear anything back from them, and I could choose to think, that's totally lame, they're avoiding me. Or I could think, that's weird, they usually get back to me, I hope they're okay. I could also think, oh well, I guess they're busy, I'll try again next week. So that's what I mean by we get to choose what we think. We get to choose what thought we want to have. And of course, if you refer back to the model, that tool that I teach back on episode eight, you will see that your thoughts are important because they create how you feel and your feelings fuel your actions and inactions, what you do and what you don't do. And that's what creates the results in your life. 
I'm actually going to include a download in the show notes for this episode where you could get some help with the model because I've mentioned it a couple times now and it might be a good refresher. So go to the show notes and you can get a download of what that model is. So we really want to spend time with our thoughts. We want to get to know our thoughts since they are so important because they literally create the results in your life. Your thoughts create the results in your life. How do we do this? How do we get to know our thoughts? The first thing I want you to do is ask yourself what your thoughts are. You want to do a thought download. And in episode 10, I talk all about thought downloads and give you some ideas of how to dump out whatever's in your brain. But basically, you can sit down and just write out whatever comes to your mind. And you can do this like a stream of consciousness. Or what I like to do is I like to pick a topic and then dump out all my thoughts about that topic. Again, go back to episode 10 and you can hear different ways to do different thought downloads. Now, once you have your thoughts on paper, then you get to play with them. So what do I mean by playing with them? I mean, look at your thoughts. Remind yourself, first of all, you are not your thoughts. You are merely someone having a thought. Your thoughts are just words that your brain is choosing to say in your head, and they are completely optional. They are completely separate from you, and then you can play around with them. And you can ask yourself some questions to shake some of these thoughts around. So some questions I like to ask when I get a thought is I may say something like, okay, is there another way I can think about this? Or if 10 people had the same situation, the same circumstance, what are 10 different ways that they would think about it? What would I think if I were to think the complete opposite thought? That's kind of an easy one to do. I have this thought. What's the complete opposite thought? What would all the in-between thoughts be then? How would this thought change if I made a few adjustments, if I just added a few words? Other questions I can ask is like, why am I choosing this thought? That's just reminding myself that my thoughts are a choice. Do I really believe that this thought is optional? Why do I not think this thought is optional? And sometimes if you feel like the thought is there, it's permanently there, you have no choice, I'll give you that. But the question you can ask is, why am I still choosing this thought? Why am I still continuing to allow this thought all the real estate in my mind? So just play around. I want you to keep growing your awareness. Look at how your thoughts can shift just by asking different questions. Look how you can have many thoughts about the same thing. Now, sometimes though, we can really get stuck. And even with all the playing around, our brain wants to truly believe the thought and not let it go. And sometimes we even want to change the thought. Like we want to change the thought, but we just get stuck. That thought is totally stuck and you can't seem to move it even if you don't want to. And in coaching, we actually talk about the importance of not forcing yourself to change your thoughts because your brain will actually only believe what it wants to believe. So sometimes when we try to believe a new thought or we go too quickly or we try to force it, and it's too far from our current thought to feel believable, we won't believe it. Now, this is sometimes why affirmations don't always work, because it's like our bodies and our brains don't necessarily agree with each other. We may be like, yeah, I hear you saying that, but I really don't believe it. We have to actually believe the thoughts that we choose. Otherwise, our brains are going to reject them. 
So what can we do to help manage our thoughts? And what can we do to help shift our thoughts when we want to change them, but we're kind of feeling stuck? Now, this is where something called laddering comes in. Laddering is a way for us to baby step ourselves into a new belief. We start where we are, and then we just reach for a thought that feels still believable, but just slightly better than the one that we're currently thinking. Then once we practice that thought over and over and over again and built the pathway for that thought, we reach for the next better and believable thought. And we keep doing this until we reach the thought that we actually want. So it's kind of like climbing a ladder, hence the term thought ladder. So let me give you an example. I want you to choose a thought. Pick one that comes to you naturally but does not serve you well. It's a thought that you have and you kind of know you want to change it. Okay, now I want you to think, what do you really want to believe instead? If you could believe any thought about this same topic, what would it be? This is your desired new thought that you don't yet believe. Now picture putting the thought that you have that you believe right now and you want to change at the bottom rung of a ladder. And then imagine putting the thought that you want to believe but don't believe yet sitting on the top rung of the ladder. Basically what you want to do is you want to find your way up the ladder one believable thought at a time. Sometimes people do get stuck on what their thought ladders can be. So I'm going to give you a few tips on how you can come up with some baby step thoughts. I also want you to remember that every thought that you have is tied to a feeling. So you want to be asking yourself the question, how does this thought make me feel? And see if your feelings are changing a little bit too as you move up the ladder. All right, so here are some ways you can make minor changes to your thoughts, which can totally shake things up and allow you to feel differently and get different results in your life. So try tacking on the words, it's possible. Try being open to various perspectives. It's possible. So for example, it's possible that I can complete this project. It's possible that I'm wrong. It's possible that I could think. So modify to allow room for different different perspectives. I'm curious about, I'm open to thinking about, are all kind of versions of it's possible that this could be another way of looking at something. The second thing you can do is try adding a qualifier, like sometimes or occasionally, to your goal thought. So can you get it to something that's a bit more neutral? So instead of thinking all the time, it's so hard, get your brain to try out something like it's sometimes hard or maybe it's not as hard as I think. You're opening up the doors to possibilities. It's shifting how you're feeling. The third way comes from Carol Dweck, who is a Stanford professor who coined the term growth mindset. And we've talked about a whole episode about that. I'm not sure which number it was, but go back and you'll find it all about growth mindset. She also has a great TED talk called The Power of Yet. And she talks about tacking on the word yet to all our thoughts and sentences. And when you tack the word yet, your whole world is going to change. I can't do it yet. I'm not good at it yet. 
So try tacking on the word yet as one of your thoughts on your thought ladder. The fourth thing you can do is try adding a statement of intent. So I am open to believing whatever it is you're trying to believe. I am learning how to believe whatever your goal thought is. So can you make it a little bit more neutral? I am open to believing that I can do this. I'm becoming someone who does this. I'm open to believing that it could be easier to do than I thought. Now, the fifth way to develop thoughts to put on our thought ladder is looking at, is there a way to focus on the process or the learning experience rather than being so focused on the destination? So I'm willing to believe I'm working on. So it's just letting the brain know, I know I'm not at the destination, but I'm okay with knowing that I'm working on getting to the destination. Now, the sixth way, if a negative thought is about yourself or another person, sometimes it becomes so personal and it's helpful if we try to neutralize it. So instead of me constantly thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I have so many wrinkles. My face is so wrinkly. I remove all those judgments and I'm just like, this is my face. This is my thought. This is my face. I don't have to have all the judgments. I can neutralize that thought. The seventh way is there can be a way to create versions of thoughts that are about other people in general who share the same characteristic as you. So if you don't believe something about yourself, sometimes if you think the thought about somebody else, it becomes more plausible for your brain. So for example, many people have had success doing this. So you may not believe that you have the success, but if your brain opens up to the possibility that, well, others have had success, it's possible because others have reached this goal. It opens again up to the brain, to the idea that there's possibility. The eighth thing you can do is adding the word and or but to a thought. And I really love this one. It's hard and I can do hard things, or it's hard, but I can do hard things. We can also use the word and when we're trying to hold two feelings at once and be okay with it. So for example, when my kids were leaving for university, I was feeling happy and sad. It's kind of bitter and sweet. We are able to hold more than one thing in our head at a time. So those are some ideas. There's no right or wrong way. I just wanted to offer you some suggestions of how you can play around with these and see if you can shift some of your thoughts, which will then shift some of your feelings. Now, once you have these thoughts, what do you do with them? How do you get the brain to be focused on them? Well, you basically need to practice it. And I will offer to you one of the best ways is to first write it down. Write it down in a few places. Write it down on a piece of paper and stick it in your pocket. And then whenever your hand goes in your pocket, it's reminding your brain, yes, this is a new thought that I am having. You can say it out loud to yourself in the morning, at night, during the day. 
You can put it on sticky notes and you can put it around your house. You can put it on the bathroom mirror. Every time you go to the bathroom, it's reminding the brain, this is a new thought that I'm trying to get to. Whenever you think of the old thought, you just want to very gently remind the brain, I know that that's what you think. Remember, I'm choosing this thought today. Be kind to yourself though. It takes a lot of time to change your thoughts. And sometimes if you really, really feel stuck, it's because the step has been too big. You've got to go back down to the baby steps. What's a smaller change of what you truly do think that you can make? Don't discount it. Say it's not going to work. It just means that there's been too big of a gap between what you think and what you're trying to think, what you're trying to believe. I want you to also know that changing thoughts doesn't really feel good at all because your brain does not want to change even when it knows it is not a good thought. Your brain wants familiar, so it gets hooked to the same thing, whether it's helpful or not. So keep using that thought over and over and over again. Your brain just has to create enough of a pathway that it will get used to. That is what I have for you today. If you have any questions or you want any help about changing your thoughts or building yourself a thought ladder or even ideas of different thoughts, it's so much fun to borrow other people's thoughts. Sometimes when I'm completely stuck, it really helps to have a conversation with somebody else and asking them, what do you think to come up with some of these new thoughts that you can put on your thought ladder? So ask around, reach out to me. I would love to chat with you. And until then, have a great week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.